0: Wasn't that good? I could watch that a hundred times and just keep laughing. Uh, That was a church out of Kentucky, I think, that put that together, Christmas According to Kids. Uh, Hey, speaking of kids, didn't our kids do a great job reading the Christmas story for us? Thank you guys for doing that. Happy, merry, almost Christmas to you. Uh, Today, of course, is our special family service, so if you have little ones, welcome. We're so glad, kids, that you're joining us today. We know you guys are normally back there in the kids' hall, worshiping God there, learning about God's Word and praying. Today we have to do that all together, which we're really excited about. So today uh, we're doing that with, with you guys in mind, little kids and big kids slash adults uh, all alike. Um, so let me read the text today. We're just going to jump right in. Uh, we're looking at Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, just one verse today. And this is actually the prophet Isaiah speaking about Jesus 700 years before he was born. Isn't that an amazing? 700 years before he was born. Uh, here's what the prophet said. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Let's pray. Father, thank you for just the occasion here to celebrate, to remember... the this wonderful gift of Jesus, of Christmas. Thank you for these little ones who are joining with us today. Thank you for the families here. Thank you for everybody here. Lord, would you, would you speak to us and show us what you have for us today? We ask in Jesus' name, amen. All right, kids, well, let me ask you a question. When you think about Christmas, when you think about Christmas, what's the first thing that comes to mind? What comes to mind, Noah? I see your hand up. Toys? Yeah, that's good. What, Christina. Family. Man, you guys have good answers there. If, you th- if, if that was your answer, that's very good answers. You're making your family proud. For me, it was like, Noah, when I was a little boy, what I thought about Christmas was presents. I loved presents. And so, uh, you know, uh, Christmas really is about presents. Uh, it's You know, when I, when I was a little guy, I, uh, I uh, was, was in a family of six kids, okay? So, and we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So we would get very small, humble gifts most year. But one year, one year I got a brand new bicycle and I was so happy. It was the coolest looking bicycle you'd ever seen. It was nice, shiny, and black. The handlebars were really cool looking. It had streamers on it, but I just ripped those streamers off because I was too cool for streamers. And it was the kind of bike that you could take and do tricks on. So I would just go to the park every day and just build a big ramp that I could, the biggest ramp I could find, and just go off as far and high as I could. I loved that bike. It was the best present ever. Uh, As we saw actually even in that video, the first Christmas had presents. It had presents. The wise men brought baby Jesus presents. But actually, best of all, Christmas is about God giving us the greatest present or gift of all. That's right. He gave us himself. He gave us his son, Jesus. And what we're going to look at in this verse really quickly here are two reasons why Jesus is the greatest gift of all. Um, First, we see that Isaiah speaking about him in the years ahead was uh, that that God was going to send Jesus to us as a child. The verse says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. This is something incredibly amazing about Jesus. Jesus uh, came to us as a child, as a baby, meaning he's approachable, he's available. Let me ask you kids. Uh, those, of you, those of you guys who are, have a brother or sister, do you remember when they were a baby, those of you who are older? Or maybe you, had a, you have a cousin or a friend who has a little, uh, who is a little baby or maybe a little baby now. Let me ask you, could that baby run away from you on their own? No. If the baby wanted to get away from you, could they get away on their own? No. no, we actually visited a baby this week, newborn, and it was so wrapped up tight, it looked like a little baby burrito. And if that baby wanted to try to get away from us, what would they do? Like. Roll away. I'm going to get. Can't do anything. They can't get away. And that's actually one of the amazing things about Jesus coming to us as a child. It was God saying, Hey, here is my son who is available to you. He's approachable. You can get to him. Anybody can get to him. And by the way, where was he born? Was he born into a big palace with big walls, with security guards? No, he was born in a sable or maybe even a cave. And he was put into a manger where anybody could get to him. Let me ask you guys another question, you kids. Have you guys ever met the president? Have you ever met a king or queen? If you wanted to, could you? No, I haven't met the king or queen or president. No, if you wanted to, could you? I haven't and you haven't because how the world works is the more important people become, the harder it is to get to them. And so again, this is why God is so amazing in sending his son to us because if there's anybody who's important, you think it's God, and yet he made himself available to us, meaning you can get to him, we can get to him. So how do we get to him? Well, think about that. Let me, ask you, let me, let me uh, tell you guys uh, something special, those of, you, those of you kids who are listening up. You want to hear something really cool? Jesus, when he was older, he shared a secret that you kids understand even better than adults. There was this one time when all these people were coming to Jesus. They're bringing their little kids to him. All these parents are trying to bring their kids to Jesus. And the disciples, that is Jesus' students, said, no, 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 you can't see Jesus right now. You can't see Jesus. What were they saying? They were saying, Jesus is too important. Jesus is too busy for kids. But what did Jesus actually say in that moment? He said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of god belongs to such as these truly i tell you anyone who will not receive the kingdom of god like a little child will never enter it that's crazy he was saying that adults need to learn from the faith of kids our relationship with god is almost best understood at, by by kids meaning we need to come to God with the faith of a kid. So just like a kid would come to God and say, hey, I've, I believe you're there, I trust that you're there, I believe you're actually listening, that you actually care, so too adults need to. He is available. And how he's available to us, how he's approachable to, to us, is through prayer. He might be in heaven right now, Jesus, but we can pray. You can speak to him, you can talk to him. You can say things like, Jesus, thank you for this day. Jesus, thank you for Christmas. Uh, If you're facing something hard, you can say to him, Jesus, help me with this hard thing, please. Which leads us to the second thought, second wonderful thing about this greatest gift of all, Jesus. And that is, not only is he approachable, available, someone we can come to at any time, but we can come to him with anything and everything. It says, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Now, these names weren't necessarily names that Jesus would be called by when he got older, but they are names that describe who Jesus is and what he does for us. And what we see here is we can come to him with anything and everything. First of all, we can come to him as wonderful counselor. Do you guys know what a counselor is? Somebody we go to for guidance. Somebody who has wisdom and advice for how we are to live. Have you ever listened to advice? Maybe a friend said, hey, you should do this, and you do it. Hopefully it was good advice. Have you ever followed bad advice? I have, unfortunately. I remember when I was a little guy in school, uh, someone came up to me and said, you should make fun of that boy over there. It would be so funny. And I wish I hadn't, but I did. I made fun of that little boy, and everybody laughed except for him. He didn't laugh. He cried. I felt terrible. I hurt his feelings. It was was something I remember to this day, and I feel bad about I was following bad advice. But here's the wonderful thing about God, who is our wonderful counselor. All advice that he gives, all wisdom and guidance that he gives is beautiful, is wonderful. Because it is for your good and it's for the good of others. You can follow it. And so that's why, for instance, guys, you read the Bible back there in your classes on on Sunday mornings. That's why you read the Bible, so that you can learn about God's wisdom and counsel. Uh, you can ask your, your parent or caretaker to read the Bible to you before bed, uh, and you can learn more about God and His wisdom there. Or when you're old enough, you can read the Bible for yourself. And to the big kids among us, uh, those of us who have been following for many years, uh, this is a practice that if you've ever uh, tried for yourself, you've undoubtedly discovered that when we do read the Bible, we find that it will speak into our lives uh, wherever we're at. And so we need to keep that up and succumb to God in that way. He gives us wonderful counsel through his word, through his spirit and prayer. And then we can come to God as our mighty God. Kids, you guys know what mighty means? What's mighty mean? It means strong, doesn't it? Have you ever seen someone real, st- yeah, that's right, you flex like that. You ever seen any uh, strong man or strong woman pick up big weight and just lift it really high? It's really cool. It's really impressive. They can lift a lot. Well, guess what? God is infinitely strong. He is mighty. And not only can he lift heavy things if he wanted to, it means he's bigger, he's stronger than any hard thing that we can face. So we can come to him no matter what we're facing, he is able to help us. Now sometimes he won't just make a problem or a hard thing go away. Uh, and sometimes he does that because he wants to actually do something more wonderful in our lives, make us stronger, make us better, equip us to help people. Kids, have you ever been to the dentist or doctor and you didn't want to go? You remember not wanting to go? You're like, "Oh, it's not going to be good." Yeah, I see a lot of a lot of nods over there. Here's the wonderful thing about doing something that might be hard, and if, is that later you can help your younger sister or brother, or someone in school who also doesn't want to go to the doctor, but because you have, you can say, "Hey, don't worry, it'll be okay." And sometimes God makes us go through hard things to help us help others, even as He makes us stronger and better. God is mighty. Meaning we can come to him with hard things and he will take care of us. We can trust him even if we might not know how he's going to help us. He is mighty. Third, we can come to him as everlasting father. This might be one of my favorites. Uh, for those of you who have daddies, think of a time when you were having such a fun time with him. Think of a time when, you, when, when your daddy was a big help to you. Think of a time when you were really scared and maybe your daddy was there to make you feel better. You were just glad you were there. If and when we experience having a good dad, we find an example of something God does infinitely better. I have a wonderful dad, and he was a wonderful dad to me growing up. I'm very blessed. He loved me. He cared for me. He trained me. He helped me grow up and uh, and to learn things. But God does those things infinitely better for me and for you. You can go to him as your everlasting father, uh, even when you uh, even when things might be hard he is there for you and will care for you you can go to him and finally we see that he is our prince of peace Kids, you guys know what peace means what's peace mean it's a hard one it is hard to explain isn't it peace is an inner calmness that we feel even if things might be hard it's knowing on the inside uh, even if things might not be easy that everything's okay Jesus, we're told, is our prince of peace. Do you know how he uh, helps us with peace in the greatest of ways? He gives us peace with our relationship with God and what he did for us on the cross. Uh, Jesus is our prince of peace in that he went on the cross to die for our sins and that when we put our faith in him, it means that nothing can separate us from God. So even the hardest things in life, the scariest things in life, even something like death can't separate us from him. Or it means if even if we do something wrong or bad, though God doesn't want us to do bad things, he loves us, he cares for us, he forgives us, he gives us his peace. Remember I told you about that boy I made fun of, I wish I hadn't? Uh, God forgives me for that and he uh, gives me his peace. So do we see now that God can and does everything for us? He's our everlasting father, he's our wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace. This means if you need wisdom or advice, you can go to him as wonderful counselor. If you need strength or provision, you can go to him as mighty God. If you need love and care, he's our everlasting father. If you need freedom and hope, he's our prince of peace. Hopefully, adults, you realize that I haven't just been talking to the kids, but just to us now and kids, you can take this in as well. Uh, this has actually been a text that I've gone back to year after year that I encourage you, if, if it's helpful to you, you can go to as well. And I go to it this time of year, Uh, really with two questions in mind. One, I always look back at the year before, so obviously in this case, 2019, and I use this text to think about and reflect on how was God especially to me this last year? I mean, certainly he's all these things, but how was he especially, was he especially a wonderful counselor? Was he especially a mighty God, an everlasting father, a, a prince of peace? And I use that to take it to the Lord in reflective prayer and praise. And then the other thing I do at this time of year is I look ahead to the next year, and, and I just, I try to anticipate, of course you can't anticipate everything, where, in what way I will almost especially need the Lord's help. Do I need counsel? Do I need Him being mighty in my life? Do I need Him as an everlasting Father or a Prince of Peace? Again, we need Him in all these ways, but it's a way that we can reflect and go to Him in prayer, whatever we're facing. I really think that's the point of this text. It's here to help us remember that God gives us, the greatest gift of all in his son Jesus. He's approachable, he's available in every way that we could need him, but the question is, do we go to him? Do you go to him? Could you even this week? Um, One thought for you as you get ready to uh, celebrate Christmas, if you're the type to do the giving and receiving of, Chris, uh, of presents, you don't have to do this, this is not scripture, but this is just a thought as we, as we kind of reflect on this, is how could you, maybe for the giving and receiving of gifts, reflect on the greatest gift of all? Uh, growing up, my family, again, we had six of us kids. My dad, right before the mayhem that would strike the family of the chaos of opening presents would, would, would descend on us, uh, my dad would have the youngest reader of the family come up and read Luke 2, the Christmas story. And you better believe the older siblings, and myself being one of those, uh, got kind of antsy during this part because the younger reader took a little bit of time, especially when we got to words like Caesar Augustus and all that sort of stuff. He's like, well, can we open presents already? But I got to tell you, uh, obviously looking back now, but even at the time, I just, I found it to be such a wonderful thing, a wonderful reminder to remember that God has given us the greatest gift of all in his son. Uh, you could do something like that. I know some Families will sing a song or say a prayer. You don't have to do a sermon. That's one of the awesome things. My dad was a preacher. He wouldn't preach, you know, before we opened presents. Like I said, he was a good dad. Um, and, and just find a way to say thank you and just reflect on that. Put a little spiritual marker down. You don't have to do that, but that's just one way you can do Because, again, the thought here is God gave the greatest gift of all, that is himself, God with us, God for us, in his son, Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I'm blown away thinking about how I don't deserve this. You know, we don't deserve the greatest gift of all. That God came for us, that he gave his son for us. He made him accessible and approachable and available to us in every way for us. Uh, We don't deserve it, this greatest of all gifts. And that, of course, is the point. And yet he gives himself to us freely. So how can you receive afresh this year God and his love for you and how can you thank him and turn to him with whatever you're facing let's pray father thank you for the child given to us the son given to us wonderful counselor mighty God everlasting father prince of peace Jesus it's a gift that we don't deserve father But we just want to stop now, even even in reflection and song, and just say thank you. Thank you for the way you love and you care for us. That you're our Father, that you're a Counselor, that you, you're mighty. And that you give us your peace. Not just peace, but your peace. We love you and we praise you. Pray this all in the name of Jesus, our Emmanuel. Amen.